You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go! Roll for initiative and welcome to Podcast PXN episode 204. I am one of your hosts, the perennial dating app swiper from Portland, Oregon, Christian Macias, and I'm joined over Discord by Kentucky's number one Spartan PXN founder, Daniel Prindle, aka Dan is DTM. Let's go. Sorry. <laughs> soundboard this guy soundboard (laughs) and the president of the tifa lockhart fan club he's the nintendo aficionado and the artist extraordinaire himself at roro oh oh hello hello uh gage decided oh my head hurts oh (laughs) i'm so dramatic Uh, i don't want to be here i can't look at screens so he's not here today uh instead (laughs) Instead, we have you. So thank you, everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN. You can also find us simultaneously streaming on twitch.tv slash podcast PXN. Housekeeping today is uh, Dan got me this this box. And uh, if you want to explain to the yeah. audience, what this, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, behind it. it's just a troll, you know, because, uh, you know, Christian kept telling me that I hated him because everyone else got their wristbands from 200. And I was like, hey, did you get yours? And you're like, no, I haven't got mine. And then or I think I got I got it back in the mail and I was like, oh, what the fuck? And then I asked other people if they got theirs and they're like, yeah, I got mine. And then Christian's like, no, I didn't get mine. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, so, on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, no, I had to. So then I had to create a box to troll you with because I knew the box would be delivered because it's the like there's set postage for a box. So, yeah, I just did that and uh, and put some stuff in there. Why don't you go, go ahead and open it up? Uh, I'm nervous, dude. First of all, if, if, it's if my like my, if you're going to give me like a pink slip, no longer at PXN. It's nothing. Yeah, cra- a, it's nothing crazy, but it is kind of packed. It's a little, you know, Oh, there you go. Maybe it maybe popped. It couldn't hear it. What is this? Yeah, you see like 20 wristbands in there. You gave it yeah. 20 <laughs> podcast PXN like yeah. there's like yeah. there's so many, dude. Yeah. What am I oh yeah, and like when you and yeah. when you go on a plane, they give you this little biscoff <laughs> little cookie. So I got a a biscoff and then this, it, this what card. else? Game developer. Yeah. Co- Comedia. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be what? blurry. <laughs> what is that even from? Media, legendary <laughs> dev. At the beginning of your turn, play three coins on the. This is from a game. Yes, it is. It's from a game called Game Developers. But that's not all, Christian. What's the other thing I gave you? Oh, it's, I think it's underneath the box. Hold on, I think it got snagged. Oh, is that money? Uh-huh. This is the best troll, though. <laughs> this is the best troll. Right. It's fake money. It's a nope. 25. No, it's, it's real. real money. It's Honduras money. But uh, here's what I would like you to do, Christian. Put that up to yeah. the screen. Put that up to the screen. No, the other side. Put the other side up to the screen. All right. Put that up real close. Real close. Let's see if it focuses. All right. Move it. Move it a it little won't. bit to the right. A little bit to the right. Right there. Now, what are those two little letters right there say, Christian? 
F you. You <laughs> stupid dude. Let's go. Why did you give me money? Why did you? It was just a troll because I had said F you and I was like, this will be fantastic. My sister, that's a funny story why I have Honduras money. My sister went to Honduras when she was uh, in high school because she went for a volleyball tournament or whatever. And she gave me a bunch of money. And that was like one of the du duplicates that I had. So I was like, I'm going to send this to him because it says F you on it. Keep, keep, that's that's a special thing. You gotta keep this, dude. I have like I have a bunch of it, and literally, it's the same. Like I have a duplicate of that. So uh, it looks. By the way, this looks like this was minted in November sixteenth, nineteen ninety four. Just a couple of weeks after I was born. Oh yeah, I remember it was meant to be. It was. Yeah. The Throw up the wristbands, everyone. <laughs> what about the eleven? What about the nineteen others? Yeah. I mean this tonight, and I'm going to display these two things somewhere, so thank you. Yes. I, I don't know what I'm going to do with all this. <laughs> Hand him out at the gym or something. Oh, that would be Go great. Go to GameStop. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hold on. All right, sorry, sorry, I dropped one. Hold on. No, you're good. I wish I could have sent some cool shit to Gage and Roe, but, you know, I would have had to mortgage my house to do that, because it's ungodly expensive. <laughs> it's expensive. Yeah. God. All right, folks, that's enough box talk and FU talk. The topic of the show this week is Dungeons and Discourse, Disrupting the Video Games Industry. More on that later. The show always starts first with a quick bite, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Quick bite number one. Uh, by the way, if we get through these fast enough, we're going to go to Christian's super secret sexy time segment. Ooh. If and only if. Let's fly through this then. <laughs> Quick by number one, FIFA 23, which again isn't FIFA 23, it's um, at EAFC, has added its first ever hijab wearing player. Morocco player Nuhalia Benzina recently made history by being the first player to play in a World Cup match while wearing the headscarf. It's pretty cool to see that representation now in the games as well. Wait, is this FIFA 23 or 24? So this is the game from last oh, year. Oh, you're right. It's current. That's that's the you're right. That's that's the current FIFA. Okay. Yeah. So they just made an update. Even better. You don't have to wait. You can just <laughs> update the game and there you go. Yeah, that is cool. Very cool representation. Let's represent the PlayStation IP with this new TV show. Twisted Metal is Peacock's most most binged comedy premiere to date. NBC Universal claims. And uh, I don't know who's wa uh, who's watching this. Why is this the most binged comedy on on Peacock? On Peacock, that's true. They on have The Peacock. Office on Peacock. True. They have that '70s show on Peacock. But I mean, throwing that out there. I don't know. I feel like Everyone's... people. If you're watching The Office, you're probably watching it on a different streaming platform. Probably. No. So, they, they, no? It's only on Peacock here. Oh, but, it is. But oh, they probably. Okay. <laughs> They, to your point, though, Ro, they probably are the people that are already interested in The Office. Most of them probably already watched it on already Netflix it. years ago. Wait, comedy premiere today. So it'd be like new oh. shows. not. Yeah. 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 That's what that's what I was trying to get at. I, I didn't I didn't do it very well, but I feel like there's a caveat here that like a loophole that makes it most binged mm. as opposed to like, yeah. yeah, actually competing against big name shows and stuff. But, right. yeah. Justice for Poker Face, Ryan johnson's uh mystery th drama of the week show that's really good hmm. 
Destiny news. Keith David will be voicing uh, Zavala in Destiny moving forward. Uh, and that's, that's oh, dude, I love uh, Keith David. It's a cool voice. I think it's a, it's a really good replacement. Definitely. Yeah. Couldn't have, couldn't have picked a better replacement. I mean, obviously, super terrible that what happened to Lance sure. Reddick and everything, but you couldn't have chosen a better replacement. My, my RB. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not uh, changing any of uh, Reddick's previous lines recorded, so it's only the new stuff. Right. Quake 2 Remastered is up for $9.99 on uh, eShop, PSN, Xbox Live, and I think PC as well. Um, it will include an all-new expansion called Call of the Machine. Quake 264 is free. Also features crossplay and then uh, motion aiming on PlayStation and Switch. Some more details too. I think I think it uh, it's, you get 4K. I think somewhere that was mentioned. Or I saw that somewhere. Not in these Wario 64 tweets. Uh, either way, though, if you've never played Quake 2 and want to play Quake 2 Remastered, you can do so now. Oh, it's also on Game Pass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Always good to have these, these games accessible. And at a fair price. Yeah, it's a, is that a dig at a Rockstar? <laughs> I would never. Install <laughs> <laughs> conversion. Peep this out. Roblox. Uh, has announced plans to conduct some of its future job interviews on the platform itself. The company has launched a new interactive Roblox career center where users can also learn about the company, which is just wild to see the stuff that is happening on that platform. It gets crazier and crazier every few months. <laughs> That's insane. Maybe I we should like our... PXN on Roblox one day. We should. We should. That would be nice. Or maybe we could go to your, uh, your Minecraft house. Christian. Oh, from there. <laughs> the thing is, though, Ro, when you go to Christian's Minecraft house, babies get made. Oh, I mean, so, I'm not. What are you implying? That. What are you implying? <laughs> I mean, that I don't practice safe sex? <laughs> oh my god. Sure. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. Speaking of sex, uh, Mercury Steam <laughs> is developing two unannounced games. <laughs> what a transition, eh? What a transition. And and in my in my head it makes sense because like Metroid Dread was so good. So good. But you wouldn't know that because I didn't say that. So it just seems like a total non sequitur. But anyway, Mercury Stream is Mercury Steam is working on two unannounced projects, according to the latest earnings from Nordisk Games. Uh one of these is uh, the speculative, I guess rumored uh fantasy title that's being worked on with publisher 505 Games. The second title is unknown. Could it be another 2D Metroid? I would love that. Hmm. Me too. I'm excited to see what their their uh, their new game is, like their new fantasy stuff. But uh, after Dread, I'm like, yeah, give me more 2D 2D Metroids. I'm down for after that. After Dread, anything they do, I'm like, yeah, I'll put it on my yeah. radar. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they've definitely uh, been added to the list of uh, developers that I want to see more of. Yeah, bro, did you beat Dread? I did, yes. Swag, yeah. swag. That's a cool game. What a cool game. So cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Here's some less cool news. Not for me, I guess. But for you guys, maybe. Who knows? Uh, a new trailer for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet has confirmed a large number of returning starter Pokemon. Get excited if you want to have more 
Pokemon at your disposal when you start up the game. Hells yeah. I, I like this. I I understand why these are these things happen later on in the Pokemon life cycle. I just wish this stuff was there mm. at the beginning when I'm more into it. Um I like the DLC that they that they announced. They did like a little Pokemon Direct present sort of thing. Excited for that, but I mean this is obvious this is good news. I just wish it happened sooner when I was more hardcore into it. But yeah, it's good news. Give us a See new Pokemon. Give us a new Pokemon with only the originals, and then I'll buy it. Oh, how about this? Give us a Pokemon game utilizing the hardware to its advantage, and not make it look <laughs> the way it looks. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy talk. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, look at Tears of the Kingdom, <laughs> and then look at the other Pokemon games. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's Scarlet and Violet is pretty rough around most of its edges, mm-hmm. if not all. Mm-hmm. If not all, uh, the next one I guess should should have been in news of the week because it's uh, well I don't know we'll see we'll see we'll, we'll talk about it we'll talk we'll confab teenage mutant ninja turtles the last Ronin has officially been announced at THQ Nordic at their THQ like presents thing I forgot what it was called but they had a live stream there uh, some details they put a trailer by the way uh, it's it's set in a futuristic war ravaged New York City of course that's it was post-apocalyptic uh, in the comic, The Last Ronin. Uh, the game will have a darker tone aimed at an older and more mature audience, which is, which is good. Again, going back to the comic. Uh, based on the limited-run uh, graphic novel series where only one Ninja Turtle is still alive, oh. if you don't know who The Last Ronin is, do you, can you guess which, which turtle has... Her, uh, I guess spoilers. I won't say it. I won't say it. Senior Vice President of Paramount compared it to uh, big action RPGs like God of War. And then it's coming exclusively to current-gen hardware, which means PS5, the Xbox Series suite of consoles, and then, of course, PC. Uh, It's being developed by Black Forest Games, uh, creators of Destroy All Humans, uh, and is likely still a few years off. And yet, the trailer tone piece was very much uh, pretty cool. Uh, I'm actually excited. Very funny though to see like that, and then like see Nickelodeon come up right after. <laughs> it's a cool trailer, I, teaser. It's all of that sounds really awesome. I just hope that the developer can actually fulfill what they're kind of promising there, because I I don't know that they're like super uh, well known or anything with for Destroy All Humans franchise. Uh, but yeah, I I hope that they land this. That would be really cool. Yeah, I, I agree with. I, I haven't played the Destroy All Humans uh, games. They're not really my. They don't seem like my cup of tea. I see on Steam that they have a pretty positive rating, but the other games that they have on their catalog fade fade uh, to silence to two other older games uh, are more mixed. So I'm hoping this is more in the <laughs> Destroy All Humans category, and they're able to nail it. But um, yeah, I was excited by this, and, I, and then I saw who the developer was, and then I was like, okay, I'll have to wait and see before I get too excited. Um, but I, I love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I had a lot of fun playing Shredder's... What was the, the 2D beat-em-up game? Was it called Shredder's Revenge? Yes. Obviously, that's a completely different genre, but I, I love the uh, the turtles, so I'm excited to see they, their take on this story. One thing... So we haven't... Yeah, tell me. One thing... Uh, so... I completely blanked on this as well. They developed the remasters for Destroy All Humans oh, 1 yeah. and 2. They didn't de- develop the original. Developer. That was okay. Pandemic who was shut down. 
by yeah. yeah that's a good that's yes. a good caveat though that's that's yeah because they didn't make the original game so they're yeah. now they're making an original game granted right. it is adapting an ip though so we will see how it pans out yeah i don't know man i don't really i don't really mind uh, i'm in favor of more double a games we haven't had a double a games to the, of this caliber since what like the gamecube ps2 days you know what i mean like right that's the last time i've really seen something like something like this i'm all for it that was the last three ninja turtle game was like that era let's let's do it sure let's do another one i'm down now I'm, I'm, with, I'm curious to see go ahead i'm with you but like why did thq say this compares to fucking uh god of war which is like the biggest blockbuster you could possibly like that oh, i don't know if that was a good decision that is that's going to be in terms of like like tone for the narrative i, I gather okay like a more like a more mature take on yeah and granted like the the comic is also a bit like more mature ninja turtle take so it, it, i'm guessing it's something like akin like that gotcha. you know and then probably closeness over the shoulder third person combat focused gotcha oh that sounds rad mm-hmm mm-hmm i hope they nail it Here's some rad news for Daniel. Assassin's Creed Mirage is ready to go earlier than expected. It's releasing now one week earlier, which means Dan has less time to complete like four games he hasn't beaten this year. What? Nice. <laughs> nice. I awesome. forgot about that. <laughs> you got to come back from your vacation a week after Starfield comes out and then now beat it a week earlier. Ugh. Yeah, that's not happening. I mean, <laughs> let's be real. I was I was being real earlier when it went off. You weren't. Oh, I was there. <laughs> a little social media joke for you. Get on the row. Get on. Be real. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just work? I took a picture of the wrong screen. There we go. There we go. We did it, folks. We did it. <laughs> Last quick bite. Xbox is launching a new strike-based enforcement system for offensive player conduct. Uh, Dan is going to get so many strikes so fast. Actually, just kidding. Uh, oh, fill fucked. me in on this. I didn't read the article. Tell me, oh, tell me yes. about this. Yes. Uh, it actually sounds really interesting because um, I know we had the conversation a couple weeks ago when they first were talking about this and we were talking about it being moderated by just automatically or by a person, which we found out it is being moderated by a human uh, person, which is good. Um, so essentially you start with zero strikes um, and depending on the severity of, uh, of the action that has happened. So they list a few examples here of profanity, cheating, sexually inappropriate harassment or bullying, hate speech. Um, so those are all examples. And for instance, they're weighted differently. So hate speech uh, gives you automatically plus three um, of these strikes. So uh, essentially, essentially, once you get up to eight strikes, you get a one-year ban from Xbox Live. So you cannot play online at all for one whole year if you get eight strikes in a calendar year uh, or a rolling year. I'm sorry, not calendar year. It's a rolling year. So... Basically, that's going to keep track of that. And, you know, it's weighted. The worst ones get the most amount of strikes each time. Um, 
and then it will fall off. So like a year from now, you if you had a strike for that, you would lose the three points or uh, three strikes to go back to zero if you had no other ones or um, just subtract them. But yeah, there's different severities. So one strike gives you a one day suspension. Two strikes gives you a one day suspension. Three strikes gives you three day suspension. Four strikes, seven days, five, 14 days, six, 21 days, seven, 60 days. And if you get to eight, a whole year suspension. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's a good, a good start to uh, kind of move towards uh, a good direction, I guess. Um, there was some feedback from people saying that, that they hope that they adjust this to make it less strikes before you get the one-year ban because... Apparently, their their um, metrics show that not a lot of people get a lot of strikes or not a lot of people get another ban after their initial ban. So, like, people le seemingly hmm. learn their lesson. So um, I think that I agree that I think that, you know, eight is a lot like it would be pretty hard pressed to see someone hit eight, even with the higher weightings for the worst um, offenses. Uh, so I would personally, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be opposed to lowering it to like four or five, um, to try to, you know, hmm. limit that stuff as much as possible, but yeah, good start. That is an incredible deterrent. Uh, and one you don't see very often in like other places where it seems like it, they're kind of, that's just not true. You, you'll see bands in other places, but this is, this is good. I think, I, I think that's also a smart thing to, for people to be like. Maybe, yeah, maybe you can adjust it because you're right. Eight is a lot. You would have to, if, if hate speech is three, then you would have to do two instances of that and then something else. And like, if you're really trying to deter that on your platform, it should be seemingly, it should be like a, a lot less than that. So, yeah, well, I, I'm interested to see how the when is this launch? Uh, I don't think they said, uh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> but soon, soon, yeah, yeah, seemingly soon. And, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully this this being combined with the voice chat um, thing that you can report voice chats, seemingly those two things will work together yeah. uh, to kind of help make things a lot better, which is it, that's really good. I like that. They should do it before the next Call of Duty comes out. That's oh, absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should. They should. I, I think um, I think this is awesome. And I think a reason that we may not see this in other places is uh because they want people to play their games and obviously play their system mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And even if people are bad apples, at least they're still buying and playing games on the system. So Xbox going the extra mile to like, no, you can't play this at all if you're acting this way. Even though the 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 limit is high and maybe that's why the limit's high, to give them more chances to allow them to keep playing on their system. But I think it's still really good that they're willing to like just cut these bad apples out entirely for uh, ruining their ecosystem, which is... I think that's mm -hmm. pretty cool. The one caveat to that is they did say that um, players that are suspended will still be able to play their whole catalog of games if they're like single player games. So oh, that's okay. online. Yeah. So it won't mess with their account. They'll still be able to play single player. It's just, yeah, Xbox Live. They also won't. Yeah. yeah that's fair. Yeah. That's understandable. Still. Still. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Moving on, we got one street me item. Stalker 2 is presumably coming out this year on December. 
According to the Play On storefront in Germany, Stalker 2 will release on December 1st, 2023. Normally, placeholder dates are the, the end uh, of the calendar year, so December 31st. And there hasn't been any changes to the website since it's been reported. It's been a couple days. And uh, on top of that, Stalker 2 will be playable at opening night live uh, this month. Was that next week? In two weeks? Uh, when Jeff hosts that? It seems like there is some credence for Stalker 2 to supposedly be coming out later this year. Who knows? Who knows? We'll actually wait and see, but there's, there's a little bit of credence to it. I don't believe it until I see it. <laughs> That's fair, but I mean, I'm t- look, if Stalker 2 is playable at opening Light Live, yeah. there could be some kind of trailer during like Gamescom, right? The, the, during the presentation with the actual release date. True. I'm trying to think if it was playable at another uh, event previously, um, and I can't remember. All I'm, but. all I'm saying is when dates leak like this on websites, they get taken down it's fair. pretty pretty instantly, or at least the same day. It's fair. And what? It's been four days? Yeah. I, I cut I cut Stalker 2 from my fantasy critic like uh, a couple months ago because I thought there was no chance it was going to release this year because it was supposed to come out in December. But I'm like, there's no way with the ongoing yeah. war in Ukraine and, and sure. all of that still happening in their Ukraine based studio. Um, so, yeah, maybe maybe it does. That would be really cool for them. And I hope it does really yeah. well if if that does happen. And I'll pick it up. On <laughs> fantasy, Swipes. since you dropped it, yeah, it probably. Yeah. You may want to wait a little bit though. Wait till it's confirmed. Uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah. And then it's delayed. Yeah. <laughs> Two items in PXN news of the week. How big of a deal is Starfield to Xbox in a year of ground groundbreaking, critically adorned titles? Let's discuss. Starfield has gone gold. Congratulations to the team at Bethesda. Preloading starts tomorrow on Xbox consoles uh, and then later this month on Steam. Although you should prepare your hard drives. I think it's a 160-something gig game. They're 160-something or 120-something. It's either of the two. But it is in the triple digits, so just fair warning. Not as much as Call of Duty, uh, which is about 300 (laughs) games. All right. Well, well, they they just choose not to compress their games, which is just, (laughs) come on. I I don't understand. Just... I say Starfield storage, maybe? What, what am I going to look up? Uh, 126.1 gigs. Big game. Have it. Big game. Big game. <laughs> Dan, are you going to be preloading this thing on your console, just staring at, staring at it before you leave? Oh, absolutely. I'm going <laughs> to fucking be salivating over it. You know, actually, it's kind of funny because I'm pretty sure that early access comes out the 31st at like 7 p.m. my time so So you can play for like like a couple hours here's the here's the problem i got the collector's edition which last i checked says it's coming september 1st so i'm gonna be fucking staring at a game that i could fucking be playing except i can't because i don't have the early access code yet because it's in my box that won't be at my house yet, unless it st- ships early, which that'd be great. But wait, which why the so, fuck do companies <laughs> not ship digital fucking collector's editions early? They did that 
like Halo 5's collector's edition was a digital collector's edition, and they shipped that bitch like two weeks ahead of time, and I had it ready to go when the game came out. Why can't we fucking do that? You know? I'm lost. Explain this again. Okay, like so I'm stupid. There's a digital code for the game in the cl yes. physical collector's edition <laughs> box. So Halo 5, for instance, they shipped it two weeks before the, the release date of the game. So I had the box two weeks early, entered my code, and was able to pre-download it before two weeks Got before it. the game was out. So why can't we do that? Like, just ship me my box two weeks earlier, you know? But the game is digital, though. Yes. Oh, so you won't be preloading then until you get that box in. Exactly. That's well. Now, that ships September first. I can I can preload because of Game Pass. So You're that's right. yeah, that's the caveat. So you bought the game even though it's on Game Pass. Yes, because I got the collector's makes edition. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I. I Oh, these details that you're going to go into. Yeah, I'm I'm about to. Yeah, so it's a gone gold. We know that we know this. But some new details via dev Q&A. I think this was on Discord or somewhere else. Uh, but yeah, some new details. You can own homes in multiple cities. So if you're, you know, cruising on all these planets, you can stop and have different homes, store things, live in, sleep, etc. Uh, so, so you can smuggle illegal cargo through security checkpoints. Just based on the designs of your ships, you can you can hide cargo, which I think is pretty neat. It's kind of cool way. It's it's cool complexity to the systems uh, they're they're doing in Starfield. Uh, there's also a jail system confirmed, which everyone was like freaking out about. I actually don't know much about the jail systems. In can you explain this to me, Dan? Yeah, essentially, like if you do something bad, you can either oh yeah 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 you get arrested, you can get arrested, and then you'll pay a fine or whatever. Uh, or you can fight them and like try to get away or whatever and get a bounty put on your head. But yeah, yeah. that sounds really cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought Rob was gonna say something. Okay, never mind. No, no I was just saying it's like it's like GTA, like the five stars, and yeah. if you get caught, you have to pay the hospital bill or whatever. It's yeah, like Red Dead. Fine. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where you get the bounty? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all faction storylines can be played separately. It's nice. Uh, and then 20 plus named companions in the game, each with distinct backgrounds and perks. A lot of details. That's coming out September 1st, just a couple of weeks away. Uh, until then, though, a lot of people have been uh, on Twitter talking about the importance, importance of Starfield. Gene Park called it the most important game uh, in the Xbox library since Halo 3. Uh, Ryan McCaffrey had a IGN article calling it the most important game since Halo to 5. Xbox since Halo 5, yeah. Which, I don't think that <laughs> Halo 5 was that important, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I... No, please go ahead. That was my question. Like, how, Do you yeah. agree or, or not agree with, with these in, statements? Yeah, in terms of Halo 5, I don't think Halo 5 was that important, to be honest. I don't... Uh, I love Halo, but Halo 5 is just, you know, another Halo game. I don't see that as being like a pinnacle moment for Xbox or anything like that. It wasn't a launch title or anything like that. So uh, Halo 3, I might agree with because Halo 3 was a big game. But at the time, Halo 3 so wasn't. Ago. Yeah. And at the time, Halo 3 wasn't like people weren't like, oh, my God, 
this is the most important game of all time. Like people were excited for it because it was a re- it was supposed to end the trilogy and be really cool. But like, I don't think people were saying this is the most important game of all time. Like w- this has to do well. It's like, I don't think people were saying that at the time, but it's, I mean, not to take away from what he's saying. Cause it very, he obviously very well could feel that way. Um, but I think it's interesting because Personally, I've said this for a while. I feel like I feel like a lot of it is hyperbole because like I, I, I if Starfield, let's just say Starfield gets an eight, it's not an amazing game. I don't think that that's that big of a deal. Like I, I think that people like are talking this up like, oh, my God, Starfield's got to be a 10 or else Xbox is fucked. Like I, I just don't see it that way personally. Like I just I feel like it's a bit hyperbole for or the con- the conversations that I've seen people saying. The thing is, is you're right. That wouldn't be a bad thing. However, uh, like I said earlier, in, in a year of critically adorned games, you have two titles this year that are on Open Critic and Metacritic's list of the best games like ever made. Tears of the Kingdom, I think, sitting at 96. Baldur's Gate 3, 97. Um, and then com- you add that to PlayStation's reported uh sony sorry sony's reported like what need for their studios to hit like at least 90 on metacritics like they have like a a stamp of quality similar to like how nintendo games have that similar kind of stamp of quality to them and then you look on the xbox side and and like it seems like discourse is, is like you know halo infinite didn't meet expectations what's the next big game from them starfield and so you kind of need it to be hitting that caliber if you you know and you they just bought bethesda as well so like this is an important game for for Microsoft coming out from that window. So uh, uh, you're right. When it, like if the game receives an eight, of course it doesn't mean it's a, b- a bad game, right? It means it's a great game. However, you would need it to be to hit a lot harder. I, I'm still ex- I'm honestly expecting it to be in, in the 90s as or not 90s, but like get a lot of nines personally. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. This this seems like a, one of those. Uh like a cyberpunk 2077 situation to not a lesser degree, but like not in the same way because I haven't been waiting as long, but I feel like the expectations are just as high um, Mm. for this game. It's, it's like, it's, it's like Skyrim. Like it it really does feel like the next big game from Bethesda as, as they've been touting it. So I see, I understand why the uh, expectations are so high. I, like I, I expect this game to be good. And if it is, if it is bad in the chance that it is bad, like that's that's when everybody's going to say oh xbox has lost it which is which they already have been saying and they keep right. saying xbox has no games and if this is the situation that people believe that is just like a trend for them where the game comes out and it's not as good like redfall or whatever else has happened in the past i i, I still think people are going to give them more chances maybe less mm-hmm. so but it i think it's an interesting discussion for sure and i think it, it should be had but i feel like we have it all the time yeah. and i feel like we say we're gonna have it in talks yeah which is which is fine i I like having this discussion it's just i don't know if 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 there's ever a point where we're like just count them out completely like we always get excited because we love video games and we want to see them succeed and if they fail then obviously we're disappointed and Mm. we may be a little bit more trepidatious in supporting that particular studio in the future but i i I never feel like we will ever count them out completely like oh xbox xbox is done i'll never support them again because starfield sucked which I don't see happening, but if it does, I think I will still buy an Xbox game in the future. 
And I think it's very different also, like, saying, like, if Starfield's going to absolutely suck versus, like, Starfield's good is, instead of right. being amazing. Like, you know, like... Which is also... Right. <laughs> which also is technically bad um, right. in certain spaces. Like, oh, it's a yeah. good game? It's not an amazing game? Well, then you fail to meet expectations. And in, in, yeah. in a certain area, that that is true. But, like, it's a good if it's a good game, then it's a good game. It doesn't mean that it's horrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But exactly. I, I have more thoughts on this, but I, I have to fold this into into topic of the show. Hang on, and the whole conversation. Yeah, Kirik, Kirik had some comments about the collector's oh, edition go. for Starfield. He said, "I hate that they do not give this anymore in collector's editions. They just give you the steelbook yeah. case, but no game, just the code." I did the same thing, Dan. I bought the Constellation edition, but have Game Pass. I I don't know what you're supposed to do. Like when they give yeah. you cases, but there's no disc to accompany. What what's what's the point? Yeah, what am I supposed to put <laughs> just a piece of paper. Do they want sides. you to like buy the 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 regular version? You know, buy yeah. two copies of it and then put that in. Mm -hmm. It's it's a shitty practice. I'm with you, Kirik. I, I I don't understand it. And it's gonna go. Actually, that's a that's a perfect thing to to also include into the topic of the show a little bit later. Uh, so we'll just fold that for now. We'll save it for. Tots. But until then, one more news item of the week this is Call of Duty news. I kind of want to gauge here to, to discuss a little bit. But uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 will be a premium release. That's finally been confirmed. I mean, we've we've been speculating it for a while. There's been a lot of rumors and credence to those rumors for a long time. But yeah, ahead of this week's MW3 reveal, Activision has confirmed that the new COD game will be a premium release priced at $70. This year's series entry was reportedly originally planned as a major expansion rather than a full game and if you're pissed about paying 70 bucks because you just paid for 70 dollars last year and you, you were told that the next year it'd be a two-year cycle next year you would just buy dlc for it well hopefully these details can uh, appease you a little bit i know it's appeasing gauge and i'm trying to appease gauge <laughs> breaking activision confirms that mw3 was always designed as a premium game release which Again, sucks, since we were told it'd be a two-year cycle for MW2. However, uh, MW3 seems like it's it's going to be a substantial game from Sledgehammer Games, confirming that Modern Warfare Zombies are included in it. Also, the campaign is set to feature open combat missions. I, I would gather these are similar to kind of the open concept missions from MW2, where you have a little bit of freedom of how to uh, you know attack the next objective. Uh, you also have new vests and gear-slash-perk system in multiplayer. More on that tomorrow when we get the actual release and then details of it um, at a gather. You also have a new tax stance movement. We don't know what that means yet, but there is rumors that uh, slide canceling and other kind of movement mechanics are returning to Modern Warfare 3, which were fan favorite. It's kind of, well, there's a lot of, I think in the Modern Warfare community, there's like a, there's a split between do you want boots on the ground, slower gameplay? How it used to be, or do you want movement where like twitchiness, you see those clips, people are like going around, like looking everywhere. Um, looks like tax stance movement might be closer to the latter part of those. And then after market parts for weapons, uh, I'd imagine this is for the like overhauled gunsmith. It's supposed to be more in depth and complex than Modern Warfare 2 was. Uh, again, a lot of people in different camps on how the gunsmith worked in Modern Warfare 2. Some people called it way too complex. Mm. Others called it um, pretty fun to to make all these different guns. You got to go on YouTube, look up tutorials on, on different builds, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, some more details. There's a progression system, or sorry, not I forget to call it, but a lot of the stuff that you bought or earned in Modern Warfare 2 will then carry over into Modern Warfare 3. So it's, it's not like you're completely abandoning 
the stuff that you've bought or earned. Uh, and then additionally, all classic Modern Warfare 2 maps from 2009 will be uh, will be remastered and available in Modern Warfare 3 multiplayer on day one. And I was a little bit kind of salty on this since we were kind of, I don't know if we were told, but we were there were rumors that uh, MW2 maps were coming to MW2. And then there were also added parts of MW2 maps into the Warzone maps. We're like, okay, this this means that they're going to actually be in multiplayer. They never showed up. They're going to include them in MW3, another way to get you to buy this game. Uh, and then we got some rumors here for you. Sorry, almost done. Uh, so far, the rumors about MW3 will feature... Okay, we know this about the maps. Uh, red dots are supposedly going to come back on the minimap that was gone in Modern Warfare 2. It's a huge change back to classic. People looking at where the people are shooting from. Reload canceling returning, which is massive. You could not do that in Modern Warfare 2. People hated that. Slide canceling returning. Ninja returning as a perk. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's gear, I guess, in this game. I don't, I, actually, I don't know. It says gear in parentheses, but Ninja is returning. It's, it wasn't um, in the other ones. Uh, perks will be... Oh, sorry. Perks will be gear. There you go. That's, that explains it. Uh, and then war mode will return. War mode hasn't been in the game since, I think, the World War II. And then, of course, Outbreak Zombies mode. It's supposed to be one of the biggest zombie modes uh, ever made for Call of Duty. I think, I think that one of them is also open world zombies. So, should be huge. Daniel, your thoughts on MW3? Yeah, uh, I'm interested to see the reveal tomorrow. Uh, before Gage played, before Gage started getting me to play Modern Warfare 2 DMZ with him and... Um, I guess Cold War zombies with him. I haven't really played multiplayer Call of Duty for the last fuck probably six or seven years, really. I mean, I've dabbled, but not really seriously. Uh, so, like, I don't know that I'm necessarily the target for that, but um, I will say I really enjoyed DMZ. And Gage and I were talking last night, and it sounds like they're not going to be continuing support on DMZ through Modern Warfare 3, which is disappointing because that's like one of the highlights for me of Modern Warfare 2. Um, and also, the big thing that I've played in the last six games is the, the campaigns. I always play the campaigns because, like it or not, like that's dumb action and it's like a six out six or seven hour campaign that i can just plow through and it's always got some cool set pieces and stuff like that sometimes a good story you know you never know what you're gonna get out of them but um yeah i think i just have to see what it's gonna be uh they may end up conning me into getting it uh the mw2 maps are interesting because i loved mw2's maps back in the day they're very iconic maps um, it is disappointing that they're not coming to MW2, current MW2, but, um, yeah, I, I guess we'll see. Zombies could be another wild card as well, because I, I do really like zombies as well, so, and Treyarch, of course, is making the zombies mode for this game, which, it's insane that literally all their developers work on every game at this point. Uh, it's fucking, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, also, if you're upset about this, and upset about the price point being $70 literally wait two or three weeks for black Friday, because last year I remember vividly modern warfare two was on a pretty decent, I want to say like $20 off for black Friday. And it's only like two or three weeks after the launch. So keep that in mind as yeah. well. Gage has been back on his call of duty game. 
Uh, he's been saying he's like, I'm I'm back, baby, <laughs> and I'm trying to actively avoid practices like this. I'm I'm trying I'm really trying to be like anti Activision and anti like yearly releases. Like I- I've been burnt on this. Like Modern Warfare Two, I it started off so high for me, and then just like rapidly like no, this game very rapidly declined for me. I was not having fun. Uh, a lot of the changes made just weren't substantial enough for, for me to retain me or, or bring me back even. So I'm trying to like, you know, I don't want to be burnt again. I'm going to wait to see what Modern Warfare 3 consensus is upon release. If you guys get it, you can tell me what you enjoy about the, the single player because, you know, Makarov is back, you know. Um, I'm curious. Um, and then, But the, I think the zombies what has me the most curious. And of course, tomorrow we'll see more at the reveal. I think that'll, you know, kind of put me somewhere on the spectrum of am I excited or not excited. And I think if I am excited and I'm considering picking it up, I think that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait till after release, see if it's buggy, because usually these games launch pretty broken. Um, see what see what fans are saying, and then you know if I do feel like I'm going to pick it up for the zombies alone, even uh, play play with the homies, play with PXN, then then I'll do so when it's on a sale, probably Black Friday. Hell yeah! All right, perfect, bro. <laughs> <laughs> thank you i don't know if i'm ever gonna play a call of duty game for the rest of my life that's fair yeah i respect the shit out of that dude that's me with marvel movies i'm kidding i don't know respect uh fantasy draft chicken video of christian mm. in the movie theater watching uh avengers <laughs> kang dynasty or whatever oh, dude, does marvel even know what's happening with king dynasty no you know? probably not come on now come on now yeah Fantasy Draft check-in. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk launches Friday. No scores yet, though. <laughs> no scores yet. Uh-oh. Maybe tomorrow. I think. I think. I think. Uh, tomorrow or Friday morning is embargo. So that's fine. It's an indie game. It's fine. It's fine. What it's if fine. it gives you negative? It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'm expecting like three to five points max. Man, we're really close to Armored Core too. That's next. That's nine days, man. Yeah. And I am nowhere near done with Final Fantasy. I haven't played it in like a month. And I'm working on some other thing that, you know, I'm not going to mention here, but that's taking a long time, too. Also, it's hot. I don't know. I don't know. Also, (laughs) anyway, everything's going wrong. It is. And yeah, everything is also going so right. When I get on the phone. Oh, geez. Oh. Not no, no, not like that. Not like that. Are we leading into the sexy time talk now? (laughs) No. Oh, we could do this though. Uh, Actually, first, what you got for me, Daniel? You playing anything? Oh God, you guys are so disappointed me and in me again because I've still just been playing Halo and I haven't gotten back to Zelda. And fuck, I'm only a couple (laughs) weeks away from vacation, and there's no way I'm gonna finish Zelda by then. You're right, Christian. I'm always right. (laughs) Ro has been playing nothing, I'd imagine. Correct. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I also have been playing nothing wow. except this week. Hold on. Except this oh. weekend, we all got together. Sans row. And oh, that's some true. pummel party. We played some pummel party. We finally got and we got Gage hooked almost immediately. Yeah. That was so much fun. I. We played. We played two days, and Dan, we're like, all right, Dan, we're not, we're not gonna like gang up on you this time. Yeah. And then he starts the game, and like three turns in, he's like, so much to start it. And then he starts attacking us because you can attack each other on Pummel Party. It's like Mario Party, but you have like the added addition of like the uh, items you can use against players like hurt them. So you'll lose blood and health and you can die and you can lose keys and keys you use to buy the crowns, which are the star equivalent. 
Me, and so Dan goes, someone's got to start it. <laughs> and that was it. That's all, that's, all, that's all it took. That's all it took. Wait a minute. <laughs> Let me defend my honor real quick because I, to be fair, I did start it and I did say those words. However, what transpired after that fucking the entire match, literally, there was like at least three or four times where people made the decision to attack me instead of a, a smarter decision that would have helped them advance their game. Duh, that, what? And Christian won every single one. Christian always wins them. He always wins them. <laughs> there was a there was a moment where I used a magnet on Daniel oh. so that I could steal keys from him, right? <laughs> and then later, like a couple turns later, Daniel yeah. gets his magnet out. He got one and he uses it on Gage and goes, Hey Gage, remember when Christian did this to me? <laughs> <laughs> like that's justified. So much fun. Ro, you should get home party and play with us. It's so much fun. Need to get it. Yes. Need to get it. We're gonna pull. You. I actually don't even know if Dan likes it. I actually have no idea. <laughs> oh, I enjoy the hell out of it. I just get fucking. I'm very competitive, as you guys know yeah. from GOPX Energy. So uh, when shit just is going downhill, I just get fired up. Incredible. Apparently, Gage has been playing EXO Pryo, but he's not here to talk about it. Bro, we're pulling you in next time. We, whether you want to or not, we're gonna fucking bring you in. <laughs> this weekend, we can play. This weekend. Do we have time for Christian's super secret segment? Oh. Or do you want to skip so. it? Sure. I hope we have time. Care. I want time. Okay. I'm going to send you a link in PXN After Dark. We'll just do it there. Wait a oh, paste. No. Oops. That should work. Why don't you go ahead and copy paste that? That is such a ominous link. <laughs> it's a Google. It's a Google. Okay. <laughs> and it should bring you to a Google where you have a, a roll dice feature, correct? Ooh, yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. It should automatically roll uh, a, a D20. So I got ig one. Ig I got ignore, nine. Ig ignore okay. the actual roll. We just okay. want to make sure that the D20 is up. So you're now entering video game Dungeons and Dragons. I will be your DM for the next 15 minutes. Let's we're go. gonna throw you into a scenario. Ro, Dan, <laughs> yeah. you wake up. You wake up. Uh, it is somewhere between the hours of midnight and four a.m., seemingly towards witching hour. It's very dark. It is a full moon, and you have the fog creeping in uh, across a kind of decimated field. You are in a bunker. You look up and you see that the parts of the ceiling are missing seemingly towards, seemingly because of bombs. You look down on the ground and you see uh, rubble all around you. To your right is a door and a window. Behind you are stairs leading upward. And to your left are three windows. Daniel, mm -hmm. what do you do? Uh, go, go to my left to the three windows. And? And go out. Can you give me... I'm going to do a... Do, 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 do. Let's do an intelligence check. Roll that d20 for me, Daniel. Okay, <laughs> it's rolling five. You try to escape using one of the windows and end up slapping your face across the wooden <laughs> oh. boards covering the windows. 
Oof. Ow. Picking yourself back up, dusting off your face. Bro. Yes. What do you do? Did you... Can I ask questions before I decide? Sure, 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 sure. Okay. You said there was a hole in the roof, right? The ceiling. Yeah, the, the ceiling. ceiling. There's holes okay. in the ceiling. And those were caused by bombs, you said? Yes, there's rubble all around you. Gosh. The ceiling has been given away because of Good. bombs that have hit, hit this okay. stony kinda, architecture. I kind of want to go up the stairs and investigate what happened. Okay, give me a constitution check for you as well. Oh, sorry, intelligence check for you as well. And roll the uh, 20. I'll roll it right now. I got 16. You go up the stairs, scratching your chin, and notice that the way up the stairs is covered by couches and several debris. God that, damn it. Yeah, and, and you, can know, you, can't, you can, can't go around or, or over them, seemingly blocking the way up. Fucking The Last of Us. What the fuck? LA! <laughs> <Allie>. Help! <laughs> Dan. Yo. Back to you. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna. This may not be a, this may not be an allowed answer, but if I'm in, am, am I back in the building again? I'm assuming you're you're still yeah you're I'm still, still in that that okay. main area. Okay, so bombs fucking dropped. There's holes in the ceiling. You got windows everywhere. All this all this shit happening. Okay, if I'm in this fucking building and I survived and bombs are dropping, I'm fucking staying right there, staying right there. <laughs> Because it didn't get destroyed that whole fucking time. You know? Sure. Okay. Is that an option? <laughs> At this point, you start hearing the screams of something out in the fields approaching you. There's still a ways away, a couple of turns away. What? But you, 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 you start to realize that danger is looming and you have to look for some kind of weapons, both of you, in order to survive. Daniel, oh. what do you do? Oh my gosh. Uh... I look around to see if there's any weapons near nearby. Can you give me one second? Roll the dice. Okay. Roll that d20. Rolling. It is 19. You're scanning around the debris, lifting stuff up, not seeing any weapons, but on the walls you see that there is an arsenal of two weapons. Oh. A bolt-action rifle okay. and a semi-automatic rifle. You can only take one. Oh, fuck. I take the semi-automatic. No <laughs> doubt about it. Fuck. You pick up the semi-automatic and add it to your arsenal. Hell yeah. That is, you now have a D8 for damage. And I'll give you a, a modifier. Not bad. Row? Yes, sir. What do you do? Um, well, I, I, I assume I may not have the same items in my room so i look around the debris on the ground from the bomb you're in the, the same room as dan you're right okay. next to dan oh, oh we're in the same room you and dan okay. are in the same room together oh. okay perfect then then i would like to pick up that bolt action rifle <laughs> <laughs> if dan's perfect. not gonna take it perfect <laughs> bolt action is added to your arsenal you also have a d8 and we'll give you a modifier as well it's at my discretion until further notice you hear the screams coming closer and realize you don't have much time you only have one more turn to look around and settle in before the enemies start oh, to appear. Fuck. Daniel. Yeah. Um, hmm. uh, I look for bullets. I need bullets for this fucking semi-auto. No, assume oh. you have bullets in your, okay. yeah, you have bullets in the guns. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. All, as a reminder, the, the, uh, the windows to your, the left are shuttered. They're, they're board 
the stairs going up are you cannot go up they're blocked by debris you have a window to the right and a door to the right okay um uh go in the door can you give me a another give me an intelligence check to roll a d20 okay it is five Actually, I, I made them. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. We're oh. gonna we're gonna be nice and give you another roll. Okay. You're gonna do a. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna give you a strength check. So let's oh. let's roll a d20. Okay. Eighteen. We'll do eighteen plus two. Not a natural twenty, but still a twenty. You notice that the door is closed, shut, and locked. You try opening and you cannot open oh. it with just your hands. You decide to take a few yeah. steps back, taking a deep breath, looking at Ro, saying. Let's go. Let's go. Straight, Let's go. Straight into and through the door into a separate room. In the separate room, there is a long arch, like kind of a long way towards the right with three more windows, a hole in the wall across the wall apart from you. There are more stairs leading up and a box with a question mark in mm. the left hand corner. Oh. Is it me still? <laughs> we'll give you another turn. Yeah. What do you do? I mean, I've got to fucking open the question mark box. Gotta, I've got to. to. Sorry. It's right there. <laughs> I know it's probably bad, but I want to. <laughs> Let's give me another check. Roll that D20. Okay. Four. Oh, no. That can't be uh -oh. good. We'll do plus three. So we'll give you a, a seven. You open the box and you start to hear a jingle of some kind. And you see a flashes of weapons appearing in front of you. Some powerful, some not so good. And yeah. you pull out a needler. Yes! From Halo. Let's go! Arsenal. <laughs> Woo! Ro, it's yes. now your turn. Okay. I assume I walked into the hallway with Dan. Um. Sure. Wait, can he open the question mark <laughs> box also? I kind of. That's I, what he wants to do. I want to. I, I want to go upstairs, man. Why? <laughs> why are all these paths blocked? <laughs> What's going on? Give me a strength check. Roll, roll that d twenty. Okay. I'm gonna get away from these whatever an enemies are coming. <laughs> Dan has a needler, but I got a bolt action. I got a twenty. Oh, you start going up the stairs and realize that debris is blocking your path. Fuck. But you are so angry after the first time that you yell and say, not this time. And with the force of your strength and your yell, move everything out of the way with a single push and open the area up to the second floor with a balcony and grenades available. To oh, both of yeah. you. Wow. Let's you add go. now four grenades to your arsenal, both of you. Yes, Ro. That's right. Let's go. <laughs> At this point, the the screams of the enemies are are in the first room that you started from, and they are tearing at the wooden boards. You now have four enemies entering the area. Dan. Yes. So are they already entered, or are they still in the process? They're in the process of entering. Yep. 
Okay. But none have breached yet? Nope, they're entering that first room. But they have they breached the first room? No, they're okay. entering. Okay. They're, they're still taking the wood out okay. from okay. the first room. So we, we got time. We got time. Though. We got time. <laughs> uh, hmm. This is where you, like, in Call of Duty Zombies, would, like, yeah. fix the... Mm. No, 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 you've got me mistaken because this is the time I would roll the question mark box again to try to get the ray gun. <laughs> uh, all right. Hmm. What, what else is in the room? There's windows, right? All right. Yep. Let's go back to the windows again. Okay. Give me an intelligence check. Okay. Oh, my phone. Well, that's asleep. 20. Um, three. <laughs> You go out. You go towards the windows, trip and fall. Are you fucking one, kidding me? <laughs> that sounds like take, me. Take one damage, and as you're picking yourself up and dusting yourself off, you notice that uh, the windows in this room are also boarded by by wood. There's no escape. Did I also yell "fuck"? <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> what, bro? Um. At this point, I feel like I've lost all hope. So <laughs> I feel like I'm going to stand at the top of the stairs, ready my bolt action, and get ready for those zombies if they come up the stairs. Just just ready to fight. Bro, if you click on that D20, it'll disappear. Right? Uh, yes. Perfect. Oh, I, nope. I added a new one. I added, I added three. Oh, no. <laughs> no, click, click on, clicking on it should make it disappear, like on the actual dice, like on oh, the okay. screen, got the it, big got ones. It. Okay. okay. It. Yes, it's gone now. Now you're going to go down and click on that purple eight, and that should give you one. Okay. Roll that. What did that give you? I got a seven. You got a seven plus four. You ready your bolt action rifle, noticing two enemies trying to get into the closest window towards you. You ready yourself, shouldering the bolt action against, against you. Slowly breathe out, squeeze the trigger, instant headshot on the first enemy. Roll a second D8. Okay. I thought you were going to say I headshot got... on me for a second there. <laughs> no. Just put him out of his misery. Got a six. <laughs> you cock the, the bolt or whatever the fuck, however you say it. Ready a second shot. Clink. Squeezing again. This time you do not land a headshot, but you oh. land on the torso breaking the enemy's uh, lungs and they are now on the floor. They are seemingly dead. Seemingly. Now, uh, the, there are two more enemies at the far end of the first room uh, now entering the first room. Uh-oh. Is it still my turn? No, it is now Dan's okay. turn. Oh, okay. Am I at the top, <laughs> top of the stairs with Ro now? No, you are still near the windows of the second room. Okay. Am I able to run to this where Rose at? Sure, but let's also give you an action though. Okay, uh, shoot, uh, shoot the uh, monster that Rose started shooting and hit. Just in case. Yeah. So the one on the floor. The one that's not dead. Right? Seemingly dead. Seemingly dead. Seemingly oh, dead. I thought <laughs> he the, might be dead. The second one, right? Yeah. The first it's one on the ground. Dead. It's not moving. Seemingly dead. Oh. Yeah, we're going to double tap for sure. <laughs> yeah. Just in case. Okay. Uh, which weapon are you going to be using? 
uh, the needler or the or the oh, semi-auto. You're right. Uh, let's use the semi-auto. Okay. Give me that same thing. Roll a d8 for me. So get that d8 out. D8. Okay. And roll. Eight. You Ooh. take out the semi-auto, ready it, look to row and say, let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> let's go. Shoot it at once. It turns out the enemy had a grenade on its belt and you land the first bullet right on it, blowing up the enemy to smithereens what? and you turn a row and say, yeah, I think it's fucking dead now. Yes. <laughs> nice. Legendary. At this point, two enemies from the first room are now crossing the door and entering the second room. Where the magic box was. Yes. Got it. Back to... Wait, did, did I, I make it? Did I make it to? Did I make it to the Whoa. stairs? You were. You went. Yeah, you were. We went upstairs with the row. Okay. You shot from up there. So okay. So now it's Rose's turn. Yeah, it's Rose's turn. Okay. So they have entered the second room, mm -hmm. and we're at the top of the stairs. I'm guessing. Okay. Yes. So I slowly walk down the stairs. <laughs> slowly walk down the stairs, and I unholster one of my grenades <laughs> take out the clip tink, and toss oh. it around the corner where I assume they are yeah. entering the second room so I toss it down the hallway back to the wall trying not to get hit by the explosion roll okay. that d8 for me Shoop. I got a three <laughs> okay and we'll do this okay so we're going to do a modifier uh, since it is a grenade. We're going to give you a plus three. That's six. You toss. Okay. So you've tossed the grenade. You hear it bounce on the floor a couple times and it rolls right in between them. And you get to see the explosion and the shrapnel kill both of them instantaneously. You yes. now have a breath of fresh air. Hell yeah. Beautiful breath of fresh air. Congratulations, boys. You've survived the first round of Let's Nazi go. zombies in Nocturne and Toten. <laughs> Let's go. That, that was, was awesome. literally the first map from COD Zombies. Yep. 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 <laughs> Legendary. We did it, bro. Well done. That's I, lo I loved loved that grenade shot. I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna be quite honest with you. If they wouldn't have died from your grenade there. My next turn was going to be I pull out my grenade and sacrifice Row. <laughs> because, you ran, because, you, because he ran down the stairs a bit, so I'm like, right. fuck, I got to do it. Yet? I'm sorry. That's fair. Do you see what <laughs> I mean, Row? He's always after like teammates. God. There's literally enemies that were... Why would you after me? Kirk in the chat said, um, this is so cool. Yes, Flatfoot, double tap. I like your style, Dan. <laughs> oh, yeah. that was awesome christian i love that that was glad cool. you had fun i had my dice ready to go too in case you needed me but <laughs> google had us google had us going to the topic of the show our final news item baldur's gate 3 and AAA studios there's been some discourse online some dungeons and discourse if you will uh over at ign oh what's his name Destin um, legary Destin legary he released a video called Baldur's Gate 3 is causing some developers to panic. Uh, and this kind of set off a 
kind of storm on Twitter for the next day or two. If you haven't seen the video, I linked it uh, for us in the in the document. You can check that out. But essentially, uh, it, it, it boils down to this. Uh, there's, there were a couple of developers before the release of the game. Granted, they were indie developers who tweeted out like, hey, expectations aside, do not, do not expect AAA games to be of this, of this caliber. You should not be expecting like this kind of level of polish, quality, what have you. Um, I'm kind of taking that and distilling it into my own words here for the sake of conversation. But essentially, like, don't expect AAA games to be the same as Baldur's Gate 3. And so Destin Legary's response was, well, why, why can't we expect this kind of quality from AAA games, especially since, you know, they demand more money and, you know, they, they take a long time. They have a lot of more financial support and backing, et cetera, et cetera. And it seems like the common practice of, of AAA studios these days is to kind of squeeze you out of most money, get you into their economy, you know, buy loot boxes or battle passes or spend money in the, you know, Eververse shop, Bungie, uh, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. And so there was a lot of discussion about, you know, just AAA gaming in general. And the response from a lot of people was, well, maybe Baldur's Gate 3 is an exception to the rule, despite its disruption to the industry. Remember that Baldur's Gate 3, the, the, uh, the studio, I forget the name. They are an independent Larian. studio. Larian, thank you. They're an independent studio. With a mid-level amount of employees, they have a lot of employees, but they're still kind of independently ran. So they get to choose like their own timeline for things and, and you know whatever they need. It, it's it's on them. Uh, they had a high budget and they had a lot of time to cook on the game, which meant they also had a long time in early access to work out all the kinks. And not everything has worked out. There's still a lot of bugs in the later half of Baldur's Gate Three. They're sending out a patch pretty soon to fix those. Uh, yeah, I kind of want to get your guys' take on the whole situation of should we expect kind of industry-shaking games from more AAA? Like, you know, Assassin's Creed Mirage is on the way. Are we expecting kind of that same level of, sh you know, groundbreaking RPG elements from other games? Yeah, uh, it is a fair conversation for sure. Um, should we be expecting it? I... I guess that's just a personal preference for me because um, I don't know. Should I should I be expecting it? I'm not really expecting anything necessarily from any game unless there's there's a game that I'm really excited for, uh, I guess, is my comment that I would make. I don't I don't know. That's just a really difficult question because not every game like thinking back like not every game i'm expecting to be like a 10 out of 10 masterpiece game like there's certain games that i think about and you mentioned assassin's creed mirage that's a great example where i'm like i know that game's not going to be a masterpiece like a 10 out of 10 or anything like that but i i, I have an idea of what it's going to be and that's why i'm interested in playing it mm -hmm. uh should i be expecting more out of it maybe Maybe I should be pressing more on Ubisoft and saying, like, why are we OK to settle for this rather than, you know, try to spend a couple more years to, like, make something more innovative or, you know, a unique uniqueness to it uh, rather than just something that's iterative. And something you mentioned earlier, Christian, about annual releases of Activision, like same idea where, you know, it's just becoming iterative where every year it's, you know, pretty much the same thing. They're just iterating on it and there's nothing that's revolutionary. So like maybe we should expect more out of these games. Maybe I don't, 
Before I let you go, Ro, this is one of the reasons why I have such high expectations for Starfield, because it was in development for so long, and because it was like a dreamt-about game for so long, that they've had these ideas cooking in the tank for a long time. And more importantly, they had the support from Xbox to polish it's seemingly like the least uh, Bethesda buggy game that's ever launching. So when we call, you know, earlier, call back to earlier, Starfield, one of the most important games for Xbox. This is what I, exactly what I mean, not in terms of uh, what reviews it's going to get, but in terms of innovation and kind of the way it, it'll kind of grab and kind of shake the industry. The same way kind of Elden Ring did last year with uh, the way it took, you know, the, the, the Soulsborne formula and put that into an open world setting. The way Tears of the Kingdom did this year with, you know, outdoing somehow breath of the wild with it with, with its open world zelda concept with, with the way Baldur's gate 3 is doing now i think starfield can do that with you know a, a bethesda rpg in ways that can be exciting for the industry and kind of pave the way for more games to take those ideas moving forward we mentioned this last week uh, art uh, art rose said that art is uh, innovation or something similar to that to that effect like collaborative collaborative thank you thank yeah. you ro um and i think one of the ways that we in an industry can can really grow is to lean into that collaborative part and and take ideas from different places and make sure that the, our games are fun and innovative and it's it's unfortunately it's always the kind of money end the business end the c-suite end that kind of uh, has their own demands and i think makes for for worse products in my opinion well how are you feeling on this um yeah my first instinct is that yes we should expect uh this sort of quality from especially from AAA games um but i do agree with dan that it's like it's definitely a personal slash case by case basis where like i i I don't think every game needs to be as good as baldur's gate or i'm not expecting every game to be as good as baldur's gate it shouldn't have the same features it shouldn't be like as beautiful or, or i'm not expecting that i'm just expecting at the very least that you're um respecting the player that's buying the game and uh, that you're at least yes. trying to make a good product at the end of the day like like we talked about pokemon scarlet and violet earlier like i love that game but like maybe i should hold nintendo to a little bit of a higher standard because of how crap that game launched and just just how it just didn't work in some cases and then there's breath of the wild on the other hand on the same system that is running fantastically that does respect the player's time that does look beautiful using that hardware to the max and charging more but not much more than than scarlet and, and so yeah i just expect triple especially triple a developers to um to to use the the money that we're giving them to fully make a a game worth playing yeah um and that isn't half baked isn't unfinished so yeah I, I think i do expect games to be of a certain quality if they're coming from a certain studio but I'm not expecting them to be like the game of the year game just because they're coming from a certain studio. If that makes right. sense. Yeah. You made a great Respect. point too, Ro, uh, about like, you know, I feel like you can, you can understand if a developer has the intention to try to make the very best game that they can. And I think that's very important. Like what you said, like, uh, are they trying to make this as good as they can? Like, if they try as hard as they can to make it as good as they can and it doesn't quite hit, you know, the best of the best level, I don't think, yeah, that obviously shouldn't get as much criticism as something like, you know, yeah, we're just going to cash Overwatch. in on another sequel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Overwatch. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, dude, that was, that's exactly what I was about to bring up because you, you mentioned, oh, hell yeah, dude, I stacked all the dice. Hold on, I'll take a picture real quick. You mentioned. <laughs> 
respect. And I brought up three examples, all of which were like praised colloquially online hmm. by the amount of respect it had for its players. Like they sh- they shipped as finished products. That was at Baldur's Gate three hundreds of hours to beat that game. Uh, if you so wish, you can beat it in, in less, obviously, but it's still like substantial amount. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom, very you know full feature game. Elder Ring as well, full feature, no microtransactions. Those were like so praised by people because of like it shipped. It was a sixty dollars or whatever, and um, hundreds of hours you can spend in it and not spend a single dime on on anything. That's you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, and and then you compare that to Overwatch Two in the ways that it's failed its 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 audience and uh, its players even, and you can't help but like think there's like the, a disparity there between what the developers' intentions are at making games. And what these kind of bigger companies are, are demanding uh, from the devs, from the studios to kind of retain players or re- re- retain money or retain an income. And so when you have that, that, that clash between art and the business side, I think that's where you get the kind of what, what Destin was getting at, causing some devs to panic. It's not necessarily the devs, but it is some kind of, I wouldn't call it panic, but it is like noticing that disparity between like games that are shaking the industry, which are the ones that respect the player's time the most games that were given time uh, to cook and to be as fully featured as they can be games that were given respect and love uh, for years before they even launch and games that are put out to, to make some money. And I'm agreeing with you, Ro. I'm not saying every game you see Baldur's Gate three in terms of quality, in terms of like scope, but you can even feel those in like, you know, a 45-minute indie game can have the same amount of love that a Baldur's Gate 3 can. It can be just as impactful. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't and have much it, more to add. Yeah, it's, it... Yeah. It's, it's just but funny I, that, that, that there were, like, uh, that... It's like the movie industry in, in a weird way. Like, the big, the big studios are just, like, taking all the wrong <laughs> ideas, all yes. the wrong, like... That's not what we're saying. What 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 you guys are saying is what we're saying. But they're they're like, oh, don't don't expect every game to be this good. It's like we're not expecting it to be this good. We just just yeah. just make them like you're trying and not making us fork over extra money after we already paid paid yes. for the thing. Yeah, Dan, I want your take on this last thing. Yes, uh, there's been there's been a little bit of talk online about the Series S in particular. I don't want to go so far as saying like. I mean, Paul Tassi writes in, in a in his tweet saying Xbox Series S parody demands are now handing Sony free wins. I don't go. I wouldn't go so far. It's a little bit clickbaity, I'd say. But if you click on the actual article, um, the reason you know they talk about Baldur's Gate three and the reason why it's not on Xbox consoles right now is because they can't figure out split screen on Series S right now, and so they just need more time to um, to cook on that before they can actually release it. And so there's been discussions online about uh, the mandate of, of parity between Series S and Series X and how seemingly some kind of future releases of games could also be impacted in this way because of the Series X and S needing to be different. Um, it's holding some games back, supposedly, yeah. right? And, and to an extent, I, I'd say some of them might be. So I, I don't know, your thoughts on that? Do you think the Series S is holding back a, a few games from being on that console like day and date with other you know, the PC and PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I can't, obviously we've heard a lot from developers that have said that the series S is harder to develop for. This is the first time that I feel like we've heard of an actual like game, not shipping on Xbox as a result of this. So I don't know mm-hmm. personally if this is like, 
you know, causing Xbox to lose uh, Xbox games left and right here. However, right. in this scenario, yeah, it's definitely um, definitely an interesting conversation. And it's it's Microsoft's own doing because they decided to go down this path of having the Series S and Series X and they want feature parity, which makes sense from a consumer perspective, because if you're going to advertise to your consumers that the Series S is the same as the Series X, just less powerful and can still run the same games, it's a little disingenuous to not have that parity, because if you're picking it up for a Series S and you're like, man, I'm excited to play co-op with my significant other or whatever, and then they realize that they can't because they own this other box, like... Mm-hmm. I, Personally, I think that was a good decision for Microsoft to demand feature parity because I think that would lead to more issues with consumers if there wasn't parity. Sure. Um, and not to say it's not disappointing that uh, Baldur's Gate 3 isn't releasing, but uh, that's Microsoft's bed that they kind of made themselves by creating the Series S, I guess. Uh, but also, and it's also interesting too because Microsoft's uh, own engineers have been working with Larry and trying to get it working on mm-hmm. Series S, and it just seems like they're they're very much struggling to do that right now. So, uh, and obviously this is a very taxing game. It's a very yeah. um, visually pleasing game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, definitely interesting. I, I would say I worry a little bit for like the you know as we're approaching kind of the mid point of of these consoles when games are are trying to take more advantage of the hardware i will start to worry about um kind of the the mandate of parity i mean it does make sense you'd rather i I would also rather have like uniformity in terms of like consumers not being confused on which version is able to do what that makes a thousand more sense um thousand percent more sense i should say uh but i do worry in terms of like quality of what we're going to be getting in terms of like gaming on the xbox side when like you know you have multi-platform games releasing and, and one of them um, has issues on and not to say that the it's not vice versa as well playstation has their own issues as well but yeah i'll worry about the state of like the capital g gamer i guess in in that regard and even uh even like halo infinite halo infinite came out on xbox one and uh current gen series s and x and pc and um one of the major omissions was split screen campaign co-op uh which has always been a staple of the series in the past and a lot of fans were upset about that. But I, I, I think that that could very well be another situation where they looked at it and they're like, I don't know how the fuck we're going to get this running on an Xbox one or an X or maybe even the Series S. They maybe had an issue with that um, on the Series S as well. Uh, so, like, it may not be the first time that this issue has come up, but maybe developers mm-hmm. have, you know, pushed features aside as a result of this, which would be disappointing because you're losing out uh, as a consumer in the end. Like if Microsoft first party developers are uh, purposely leaving out um, features because the Series S can't handle it. That is a concern for sure. So um, and I guess the other concerning thing is we're only three years into this this um, uh, console cycle. So you're right. Like we still got a lot of time left. Why did I think it was like four or five years? You're right. It's only three. Yeah. Huh. I'll it's take because, it back. It's because <laughs> the Switch. You think of the Switch as this gen, right? 
<laughs> no, I think it, the Switch is like two gens ago, dude. <laughs> Still other PS3 thing though. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. <laughs> any, any final thoughts from you, Ro? Um, no, I, I think it's uh, like Dan was already saying. I think it's good that they that they aren't releasing it because I, I don't think that would be a, a good look at like. Si- this is a more egregious example, but like Cyberpunk on the PS4 mm. and like them releasing mm. that was not a good idea. They should have just sure. either not released it or made sure it works before uh, it was on the platform. So obviously this is a, a, a smaller example of that, but just making sure that everything works across the board is is definitely a, a good idea. So it's good that they're working with them, as Dan pointed out, but I didn't know that was the case. And just making sure it's good when it, when it does, does mm. arrive, if it does ever arrive like hogwarts legacy is another one that's a supposedly supposed to come to switch it definitely shouldn't it really shouldn't <laughs> but they're, they 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 said that they wanted to do it so whenever it comes we'll, we'll see how that runs but this there's just some things that best left not <laughs> not being made <laughs> yeah. so to answer the question how do we disrupt the video games industry or how do developers disrupt the video games industry with their games yes turns out complicated <laughs> who knew who knew answers wouldn't be simple? Who knew? Gage would know, I think. But he's not here. Also, shout out to uh, Kurik in the chat. When I pay for a game that is priced $69.99 or $89.99, they aren't going to give it to me if I'm $5 short. They expect every penny. Therefore, I expect every AAA game to be as perfect and sure. unbroken as they can be. That's fair. I mean, that's hard-earned money, you know? Yeah. And things are expensive nowadays. Let me tell you what. <laughs> I could go on about this all day. You're giving your hard-earned money for these games. Yep. Uh, sometimes collector's editions of these games. So That don't even come with the disc. <laughs> that don't even come with disc, man. You better hope the, the freaking game runs well. As in, and it's hopefully yeah. a, like a locked frame rate. Anyway. That's it. I, I gotta go. It's so hot. Thank you again to everyone joining us live on YouTube and Twitch. As well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you get your pods. Thank you, Roshan. Thank you, me. Gage, forget you today. That's Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out of here. Much love, and keep on gaming. See ya. Oh, I'll keep cool out there. <laughs>